Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Marcel with the open net and he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So good to be with you here this Friday as we talk about everything happening in and around the world of the New York Islanders. We have got a busy show today. We will be taking a look at Andy Green, his season with the Islanders and where he's going. We'll talk a little bit more about what I consider to be mostly very unlikely rumors concerning a possible trade of Simeon Varlamov, we will also have our Islanders birthday of the day and some injury updates on the three players who left the bubble early in order to, uh, you know, because of injuries, and, and we'll update you on how they are doing. If you've got a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, a little note from Lou Lamorello's exit press conference, and uh, here is some good news as far as Islander fans are concerned. Uh, Three players left the bubble early in order to uh, deal with injuries. All three of them required surgery, and that's Casey Sezikis, Tom Cunackle, and Adam Pellick. Pellick, of course, missing only the last game or last two games of the playoffs. Sezikis missing the last few and and Cunackle uh, significantly more. But Lou Lamorello in his exit press conference indicated all three players have had successful surgery. They have certainly seen their physicians since the surgery. They're all in a rehab situation. And here's the key. And will be ready for the start of training camp whenever that might come. There is ample time for them to heal. All surgeries were successful, and all are in good spirits. And obviously, as Islander fans are well aware, certainly Sezikis and Pellick are big keys to the Islanders' success. Sezikis centering that fourth line, very good on face-offs. The fourth line, really the heart and soul of the Islanders, providing the team with a lot of energy and physical play. He is a good penalty killer and good on face-offs and really does make a difference for this Islanders team. His loss was certainly, obviously, felt in the playoffs. Pellick obviously making a big difference for the Islanders. We have talked many times over the course of the season what Pellick has meant. And when he suffered the Achilles injury, 
back in January. We thought he was done for the season. The COVID-19 stoppage allowed him enough time to heal before the playoffs got underway, and he was able to complete the postseason up until the last game or two when he got injured again and had surgery. The fact that he will be back in the Pelik-Pulak duo is the Islanders' top pairing. Look, we have mentioned several times on this show how the Islanders' record with Pelik was so much better than their record without him. And he's one of those players that doesn't make headlines, but scouts and fans who are watching a team game in and game out know how very valuable Adam Pellick is for the New York Islanders. He takes a lot of minutes. He goes up very often against the opposing team's top forwards and helps shut them down. He is smart with the puck. He can help on the penalty kill, help on the power play, and is a valuable part for the New York Islanders. As for Cunackle, he is a pending unrestricted free agent, and this you know, he was more of a fill-in player. So we will see whether he is back next year. My gut feeling is he probably is not. But again, we wish him well and thank him for his contributions to the Islanders over the course of this year and the past. As far as the rumors surrounding Simeon Varlamov are concerned, I, again, we talked about it a bit on yesterday's show, and if you go back and listen, you can uh, hear what we discussed, but I don't see the Islanders trading Varlamov, even though the Columbus Blue Jackets have indicated that they may trade both of the goalies on their roster, and they're looking for another goalie. I just can't see after the playoff that Varlamov had. And, you know, solid in the regular season, took his game up a notch in the playoffs. Cannot understand how Lou Lamorello would trade him at this point, knowing that he has no other real seasoned goaltenders on the roster. And Ilya Sorokin, very talented, yet to play a game in the National Hockey League. Meanwhile, Tomas Grice going to be an unrestricted free agent. You could probably sign him for less money than Varlamov, but I can't see uh, the Islanders re-signing Grice unless they uh, trade Varlamov. But in the playoffs, Varley was really a big reason for the Islanders' success, and I would be shocked, truly shocked, if they try to move him uh, unless they have absolutely positively no alternative. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about our Islanders' birthday of the day. We have a little bit more uh, about Andy Green and his season as we continue our look at all of the players on the Islanders' roster, reviewing their season this year, and then talking about where they fit in going forward. Lots more to get to right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. And folks, if you're looking for the best tasting protein bar, you've got to try Built Bar. Built Bar now has 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, 
lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. If you're on the keto diet, these are great for you. Check out the coconut almond flavor, 18 grams of protein in each bar, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, Built Bar has a special offer. First, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. So that's the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so let's take a look right now at our Islanders' birthday of the day. And this is uh, one of my players that I remember very warmly from uh, my younger days, Patrick Flatley, the Toronto native, joining the Islanders after the 1984 Olympics when he played for Canada. He also played two years at the University of Wisconsin, was the Islanders' first pick, first round pick, in the 1982 NHL entry draft, Flatley, 57 years old today, stayed with the Islanders from the end of the 83-84 season all the way through the 95-96 campaign, more than 700 games in an Islander uniform, and then inexplicably finished his career one year in 1996-97 with the New York Rangers. Ironically, Flatley never won a Stanley Cup with the Islanders. He was on the roster in 1984, played in 21 playoff games that year, scoring nine goals and 15 points, but the Islanders lost in that year in the Stanley Cup final to the Edmonton Oilers, and that more or less started Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers dynasty. In 780 career NHL games, flatly with 170 goals and 510 points to go with 686 penalty minutes. He had a pair of 20 goal seasons, his most productive year, 1984-85, 20 goals, 51 points, and 106 penalty minutes. We're going to go back to one of Patrick Flatley's best games, November 6th. 1985 at the old Maple Leafs Gardens, and it's the Islanders and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Billy Smith, the netminder, against Don Edwards in goal for Toronto in the first period. The Leafs get the first two goals, both by Greg Terry in his fourth and fifth of the year. The first one just a minute two into the game. Gary McAdam and Jim Benning with the assists. Then at 10.52... Terry on his fifth from Bob McGill and Gary McAdam. But the Islanders get back into the game. Tom Fergus of Toronto off for hooking at 14.45. And Flatley scores on the power play. His third of the season from Dennis Potvin and Dwayne Sutter. And after 20 minutes, the Islanders trailed 2-1. In the second period, midway through, Patch Flatley comes through again his fourth from John Tonelli and Brian Trottier. And the Islanders had tied the hockey game. Then in the second period with Rick Vave off for high sticking, Flatley gets his hat trick, his fifth of the season, third of the game, Brian Trottier and John Tonelli with the helpers. Islanders suddenly up 3-2. to two. But 
Less than two minutes later, Brad Maxwell scores for Toronto. His first from Dan Dau at 17.02, and the game is even at 3-3. Three and three. But Flatley gets another one in the final minute of the second period. His fourth of the game, sixth of the year. Tonelli with the only assist at 19.19. Islanders leading by one, 4-3. to three at the end of 40 minutes. In the third period with Neil Coulter off for hooking, the Leafs cash in on their power play. Brad Maxwell, his second of the game, second of the year, from Miroslav Frecher and Peter Inacek at 9.44, tie game 4-4, but at 14.03, Pat LaFontaine, his sixth, the assist to Pat Flatley, Islanders, hold on for a 5-4 road win, 29 saves for Billy Smith, and for Pat Flatley, our Islanders' birthday of the day, four goals, one assist, five points, a plus three, he scored four goals on a team-leading five shots, Mike Bossy, also with five shots in this contest, John Tonelli, three helpers, Brian Trottier with two helpers, those are the other Islanders, with multiple point games, but the big hat trick and the five-point night, the most productive game of his career, Patrick Flatley, our Islanders' birthday of the day, happy 57th birthday. His birthday is actually on Saturday. We've got more to come. We'll talk about Andy Green, his role on the Islanders this year, and possibly where he'll be next year. Lots more to talk about on the Locked On Islanders podcast. A couple of other uh, notes regarding Ilya Sorokin uh, from Lou Lamorello's season-closing press conference. And to me, the best part is that Lamorello indicated that Sorokin had positive experiences inside the bubble, was getting used to uh, his teammates, worked with Mitch Korn and, and goaltender coach Piero Greco, and took English lessons every day in order to reduce the language issue. And basically, Lamorello was impressed with what he saw early on. From Sorokin, here's what he said. It was a tremendous opportunity for him to integrate with the players. Also, he was taking English lessons daily, and we were pleased with what we saw. He's only in practice each and every day, but we're excited to have him under contract. He's excited to be an Islander. And every indication I've gotten from him, the coaching staff, and the players, he was impressive not only as a player, but as a human being. And you can't ask for more than that when it comes to a first impression for the New York Islanders and Ilya Sorokin. So we move on to uh, our player of the day as we go back and look. At Andy Green, and Green, again, a trade acquisition, uh, deadline, trade deadline acquisition by Lou Lamorello. Lamorello certainly familiar with him, 37-year-old veteran defenseman who Lou knew from his days with the New Jersey Devils. And look, Green had been with the Devils from 2006-2007 all the way to the trade deadline of this year. Played in 10 games with the Islanders before the season was suspended. Had three assists in those 10 games. His plus-minus was even. 
and he had two penalty minutes and three hits. So the other thing he did in 10 games, blocking 19 shots, added some very good uh, leadership and veteran cool. And then when Johnny Boychuk went down in the playoffs, it was Green who came up big and really did shine for the Islanders in the postseason. He had a couple of very big goals in the postseason, one against the Flyers that was the game winner in game one, the other one coming against the Flyers in game seven. And more than anything, what Andy Green added was stability, experience, and leadership. And Lou Lamorello knew, and Barry Trotz knew, that any time that Andy Green was on the ice, no, he wasn't going to play 25, 30 minutes a game, but he was capable of giving you steady play. He wasn't going to hurt you defensively. He really did know exactly when to step up into the play without getting caught. I think in all of the playoffs, I think he got caught maybe once or twice. And when you think about how many games he appeared in for the Islanders in the postseason, that is a very good number. And again, just a player who added a lot to the team. He is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. I think out of all the unrestricted free agents, he and Matt Martin are probably the two that might have the best chance to come back. And the reason is, again, I could see him with a Dennis Seidman kind of a role where Noah Dobson steps up to the top six. And, you know, again, if the Islanders trade Letty or Boychuk or another defenseman or a defenseman gets hurt, maybe he's in the top six. If not, anytime someone is injured, anytime someone needs a rest, you turn to Andy Green and he is a sort of a unofficial player coach for your team as a result. Now, again, in order for this to happen, given the Islanders' current cap situation, Green would have to play at or close to the veteran minimum, uh, would have to give the Islanders a home team discount in order to make it happen, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. Certainly, the relationship between Lamorello and Green is a good one, and you would expect that If there are no better offers out there or if Green is comfortable in his role with the Islanders and in the Trots system, he very well could be back uh, again for at or close to the veteran minimum in 2020-2021. Don't forget, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe. We drop a new show every Monday through Friday morning just after 12.25 a.m. on all your podcatchers of choice. If you subscribe, it's in your inbox right away. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star ranking and a review. That helps other Islander fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Happy October. And of course, let's go Islanders.